0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to Hot Off The Press. I'm Jillian of Studio Soprano, and I am here with the always rad, my dearest printer friend, Mariah of Mariah Creates. And today we are going to discuss a part of our business that can be very crucial to the protection of our sanity, um, and that's rush fees.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this apparently is a subject that people are very excited to hear more about, um, because I think every single one of us handles this a little bit differently And I think there's a lot of reason for that. You know, every one of our businesses, even if we're making invitations, even if that's all we do, is still completely different. Like our models all vary widely. Our lives are all completely different. Um, And as entrepreneurs, I feel like rush fees and whether you take rush jobs is a really big question to ask. Um, And it's pretty pretty personal, you know? So yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. We've got some good information and uh, good conversations to be had.
0: Yeah, same. First and foremost, I totally think it's worth saying that rush orders can just be like a part of business. They don't have to be this huge, like, ordeal. I feel like, like, some people kind of mm-hmm. look at the whole thing in a way that's kind of overcomplicating the situation. I like to think of it as, you know, if I'm going to ship something with UPS, I could pick ground or I can pick overnight. It takes me one click to, one click to make that decision, right? Like I'm Mm -hmm. seeing what the price difference is. And so for me, the way that I treat brush orders is kind of the same thing. Like it's just an option that I offer my clients if it's possible. Like if I'm totally slammed, then obviously I let them know like there's no way in high hell I'm going to be able to get this out. But if it's possible, then like I just say, yeah, sure. Here's the price like here's what it would be standard this yep. would be your estimated ship date here's what it would be rushed here's the expected ship date notice that i say ship date and not arrival date
1: because uh, yeah can't i can't guarantee that yeah
0: yeah
1: i uh yeah
0: much if as FedEx i love can our shipping guarantee. partners they can, yeah. they can make their own their own
1: mistake well they also literally don't even guarantee their own delivery date so whatever <laughs>
0: yeah Okay. Yeah. So that said, to make sure that you're not putting yourself in like a sticky situation when you're accepting a rush order, I think there are two things that you should do first before you even consider like how you're going to treat these special scenarios. And those are actually establishing your standard production timeline and making sure you have a full understanding of what's currently on your schedule, which makes me laugh because you know Mariah, you know, oh, yeah. that for the longest yeah. time, I was very willy nilly about managing when things would go into production, because like, I would just print stuff as soon as I had everything. So usually it was like, I'm either waiting on paper or plates, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever the last of whatever came in mm-hmm. arrived, then it was just like, okay, so today I'm doing this job. But like, that doesn't really give you a lot of room for planning, especially if somebody comes and needs something. Rushed and you already have another project book or just life stuff comes up. Yeah. Um. So this year, I finally, uh, with much encouragement from you, started actually <laughs> adding like as soon as a project gets booked, I add those time blocks to my calendar so that I know what I'm doing and when I'm doing it and how much spare time I have available. And it's been very helpful for many things like batching different processes, like duplexing or cutting the paper or mixing ink. But it's also really helped me when somebody asks for a rush turnaround. Like I could look at my calendar and be like, okay, yeah, I can handle that. I can do this. And feel really confident in it. And not just like, oh my God, this is gonna be nuts. Like get buckle in for this roller coaster ride.
1: Yeah. Like, totally. No, I
0: just know I could do it.
1: Yeah. I I mean, if you know me at all, you know that I'm obsessed with my Google Calendar and I <clears throat> live and breathe by it so i just have found that like i personally love a little bit of structure in my schedule um it's you know not impossible in our line of work to have complete structure but i like to have like an idea of what next week like what next week looks like i love when someone asks can you do this or that or even if it's friends like hey do you want to get together on this day it's like i can look at my calendar and know um I think the hardest part about like our jobs as it pertains to scheduling is that every project and every week is completely different. There are Mm -hmm. a lot of moving parts. And so I personally tend to use my Google calendar to make sure everything is there. It's all in one place. Um, I don't have to go like searching for the physical planner or like the notebook I wrote things down in. I don't have to look for my tracking in my email because it's all in my calendar. Um, That's what works for me. You know, you might use a project manager like Asana or Trello or something. If you use a client management system like HoneyBook, there's also a simplified task option in there too, which syncs with your calendar. So, you know, figure out whatever works for you. But I personally like to plug in tasks like, you know, Jillian mentioned by their type of task. So for me, that tends to look like calendar items uh, like digital printing project A, printing project A and project B, which would be letterpress, assembly project A. So then I can look and I can assign other projects to those same dates. So if I'm assembling project A, but turns out project B is also ready for assembly too, I can lump that into the same day as project A. If I'm printing a black letterpress for project A and project B also calls for black letterpress, boom, I'm going to print those on the same day, even if it moves project A around a little bit. Like, Moving these things around um, if supplies take longer to arrive, um, but it also just helps me know where I'm at with something. And if I have projects using the same colors and methods, I can batch them up to save myself time in the long run. Um, So I personally suggest just however you want to do it, find a system that works for you to track these things. That will also help you figure out your turnaround time and what that realistically needs to look like.
0: I totally agree. And I've been like incredibly inspired by your use of calendar and I'm nowhere near as religious with it but when I am on top of it my life is so much easier so like when I get you know when I send out proposals to clients and they're filling it out um in the box on their form is an option to put in like if you need this by a certain date and so just automatically when they pay that invoice. I open up that thing to double check their shipping address. Um, make sure that's copy and pasted onto their invoice. So I don't have to like keep opening up forms in Dub Um, but I note their shipping address and that date. That date automatically goes on my calendar. So like at the very least, I know like when I open up my calendar, I'm gonna be able to see like, okay, so and so needs to ship by Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, um, totally. And then that's really great because then working backwards from that, I could put like, you know, however many days of space I need and then, you know, cutting paper and all of that stuff. Um, Because like a lot of that just it just takes more time than you think, Mm because, you know, for me, I have to actually trim down my parent sheets by hand to like perfectly fit them in the paper cutter if I want things to like go smoothly because my paper cutter doesn't like to cut like all the way across. 20 inches. I will only cut, like, a couple sheets if I do that.
1: I feel like I could do a whole episode on scheduling and my calendar, but... Oh, you should. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if anyone wants to... If anyone wants to hear that, will you please send us a message? Um (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I... I even schedule things like package delivery. So like when I place an order for something and I get the tracking number from Boxcar or from Concord engraving or from announcement converters or whoever, I will literally take that and I'll put it into my calendar with plates arrive and the tracking number as a task on my calendar for that date. So like on my calendar right now, I know Thursday I have plates arriving, which triggers me to say, okay, great. I can schedule printing for Friday or any day beyond that. And then boom, I plug in that printing block for those projects. And then I can plug in assembly for those projects. So for me, it's just like a matter of, you know, triggering the next stage, which I think is why a lot of people really work well with like Asana or Trello, those like boards where you can track the next tasks, like the workflows. Um, I basically use Google Calendar as my own project management tool, but you know, whatever system works, but I just love being able to also search those things. I will even put like ship package for so and so. And then I can literally if I forget what day I track sent it or whatever, like I can literally go to my calendar and look for any of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, to figure out where I did that, what I did for that, um, you know, who I ordered those things from, like all of that can be tracked. So yeah, it's it's really helpful. Um and it's definitely helped me narrow down like my production time and like what's a comfortable production timeframe and what's like a realistically possible short timeframe, you know, yeah. like which are two very different conversations.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that's actually our first component that we listed before. So setting your standard timeline. And I'd love to chat about how we both came up with ours, because like I said, at first, it felt a little willy nilly to me. Um, I could turn something around in four days, Concord engravings like standard shipping is two days so Mm -hmm. if I technically if you gave me your artwork by like 10 a.m eastern standard time and I send it to them I'm gonna get that plate two days later print it on the third day ship it on the fourth day I could do that that is possible but do I want to promise that regularly I'm not quite sure um so why don't you talk to us about the production timeline that you've kind of established and and how you've factored in whether there's wiggle room or not, or how much of that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, like I said earlier, I think this is really like a personal preference thing. Each one of us is going to have a different, you know, thought process on it. But I originally had, you know, years ago had started with a shorter timeline um, because at that time, so many people were working super last minute Um, like, I feel like it was a common occurrence for people to be scrambling and trying to get things out the door in fucking three days. And I don't know if it was just like a post COVID thing or what, but so I did that. I thought, you know, Oh, I can totally do this. Like I have everything at home, like as long as plates are here, then I can get it, like get it done in a couple of days. I also stressed the hell out over so many of those projects and spent a lot of time like working late into the night or pushing myself really hard, um, to the point where like I made myself sick, you know, like, so To me, that was not worth it and Mm -hmm. reevaluating, you know, how I want to do business in a sustainable way. I now have a two week turnaround as like my standard, which I think sets the expectations where I need them to be for my own sanity. Um, 99% of the time it can or will be done faster than that, but it gives me the breathing room when I need it. Um, It also allows me to add on things like rush jobs. If somebody really needs it by a specific date, it gives me that time that I can accommodate that in most cases. I also personally am not doing a ton of B2B work. Like I'm mostly printing for myself at this point, which changes that game pretty dramatically, I think. So, um, yeah, I think your turnaround time will depend on what you're offering and who you're offering it to, you know.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, And I was the same way. So I first started out with like three to five business days from the receipt of the artwork. And, um, you know, because I would just print as soon as the plates arrived. But when I started doing more B2B work, that definitely caught up to me once or twice. And I was spending, you know, 12 to 13 hours on the press because I would just have two jobs that overlapped, like they booked the same day or whatever. And So now I have a seven to 10 day lead time, knowing that I can almost always ship it out sooner or right at the lower end of that quote. And it gives me a lot more wiggle room, which comes in handy with batching plate orders. Um, Also leaves me some time to make mistakes if there's a boo boo. Like I recently (laughs) freaking lobbed off a border on like 100 prints at once and had to reprint 100 of those. And then in the past, I've also dropped a stack of cards as I was packaging them and had to reprint all of those. Tragedy. It is so tragic. But um, yeah, knowing that I had a little extra time to, you know, fix those. I mean, it still sucked and I definitely cried over it, but like. At least I wasn't crying because I promised a certain date to the client and I wasn't going to meet it. You know, like that's a different level of anxiety than just being mad at yourself for having butterfingers.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: But, you know, it's actually worth talking about too for like invitations and stuff because a lot of our listeners do specifically only print for themselves. And I think the same thing kind of applies. It's just like a different timeline. So, like, if your standard, you know, design, and production is say two months, so like eight weeks. And somebody comes to you, and they actually need to mail their invitations out in like five or six weeks. Like it's kind of still the same thing, because mm-hmm. in fact it's even it's kind of a little bit of more pressure because not only are you having to design something for them, which is quite time consuming, but you also have to force their feedback in a timely manner so yep. that you can get into production. Um, and then if you're a stationer who actually doesn't do your own production in house, then that's even more demanding because now you have to find printers and other vendors who are willing to work within the timeline that your client needs, which is what you and I deal with a lot when it's B2B and people need things that are rushed. They Mm -hmm. usually have a letterpress printer that they use, but their timeline is such and such. Can we accommodate it? Um, I know that's exactly how I got started, like it's totally soon as, Same as here. soon as weddings came back online again, covid yeah. <laughs> like Czar was booked, tog was messing up left, right, and center, like yeah. Everyone was just scrambling still
1: out of business or closed down in some area. Yeah. It was, it was, (laughs) it was literally the wild, wild west.
0: Yeah. Everyone was scrambling. So I guess that's also kind of why, you know, to your point that you made earlier in the beginning, it seemed like every project was a rush order because it was like, that was just the nature of the beast.
1: Totally. But we
0: quickly learned that that's just like not a sustainable way of running our businesses because it really does burn you out. Um, There's always going to be, you know, a little bit of adrenaline when it comes to a rush order. And it sets you up for the opportunity to make some mistakes. And, you know, just because you're a little like kind of jittery, like, all right, I got to get this done today or this has to be done by tomorrow or whatever, you might make some mistakes and, and that can be stressful. So just making sure that not only... The amount of time that you'll be working, the amount of money you'll be spending on additional expenses, but also just your level of sanity is being compensated for when taking on these other projects. Because um, there's that infamous saying, like, your poor planning is not my problem. Not my emergency.
1: Yeah. Your Your lack of planning is is not my emergency. I literally, it's in the bottom of the notes because I was like... This is the whole point of rush fees. Like, your lack of planning is not my emergency. Obviously, you know, as nice humans, we all like want to help somebody out. You know, yeah, we all want to like be there, go above and beyond for people. But you have to make sure it's worth it, and you have to make sure it actually is something that is possible. Yeah, Um,
0: yeah. And also, I I do have to say that not necessarily every rush job is the result of poor planning. Poor planning.
1: Yeah. I've definitely printed jobs that were rushed because somebody else messed up.
0: That's true. That <laughs> so, is so true.
1: Yeah. To be fair, not okay. every rush job is completely a lack of planning, um, or you know, whatever. Sometimes there are just genuine mistakes, or you know, they tried something and it didn't work. Right. So, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. All right. Okay. So.
0: <laughs> so we have all of the standard stuff established, and like I said, that's really important because going forward. Like how you treat a unique base, you need to have like your baseline so that you know what to consider rush. Right. Yeah. exactly. Because that was one of the things I kept running into is like kind of everything I was. So it's like if I'm going to charge someone a rush fee, like what am I shipping it out next day? Like that's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, But my normal jobs, like they weren't expecting me to ship it out in three or four days they were fine if i shipped it out in two weeks but i was just operating at that three or four day turnaround so yeah anyway um rush jobs they won't necessarily always cost you more time money or headache but they certainly can and most importantly is that they remove the safety net that you have if you make a mistake or if something in life pops up like let's say you get sick and you need to have a doctor's appointment or something like that, like your standard timeline probably has enough wiggle room that going to the doctors for two hours isn't going to totally screw you up. But if you have to ship something out tomorrow, and all of a sudden you have to go to the doctors for two hours, and it's eight hours of production, that's kind of a pain in the ass.
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, if you get the flu and you're absolutely floored, you know, like... true true. I mean we've all been there right like as a business owner there are days where you just like you're too sick to literally get off the couch like you have to plan for those things and that's why you've built in this timeline that you have and all of that so
0: yeah agreed so for me I see the psychology behind rush fees um because some people don't even include them some people do but for me, the psychology behind it is twofold. Like one is a very business aspect and one is a mental health aspect. So for me, the business aspect is that you might be incurring additional costs while expediting this production. You might have to work outside of normal business hours. You may have to push other projects, which will require you to work through a weekend. Um, which, by the way, if you are hiring people like They would have to be paid for those appropriately. And if you're an hourly employee somewhere else and you're working overtime, that's time and a half. And so you should treat yourself the way that an employee of another company is treated. And you should probably think of the best company that employees work for and treat yourself like that because that's the kind of business you want to run, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: um So, okay, so working outside of normal business hours, working on weekends, and then you also may have to overnight different materials and all of that stuff. And those shipping costs are going to add up. So basically, the business aspect is making sure that all of that is considered when applying a fee to the invoice. And then the other aspect is more for your mental health. Like we've already talked about it, but it can be challenging. It can be a little stressful silly mistakes can happen. If you're working longer hours, you might be tired. And that's exactly what happened to me when I lobbed off those borders. Mm-hmm. I just, I pulled the top part out to double check the measurement and then put it on, but in the wrong direction. So Ugh. it was facing one way and the rest of the stack was facing another way. And I was just tired. And yeah. so I
1: missed it.
0: And ruined a hundred perfectly beautifully printed cards which so. costs
1: you how you know x amount of dollars like not only exactly. it like it's it's devastating because you just like get so mad at yourself for doing something that was stupid and being tired and cranky and all those things but like it also costs you double when you make mistakes because you're rushing you know like you basically by rushing this order you're Charge, you're you're paying twice what you would normally pay for cost of goods. Like, <laughs> just yeah, ends up that way. It just does.
0: And then that uh, the other side to the mental aspect is some people choose to set their rush fee very very high, kind of in order to like the person buying it has to be very serious. Like, I really need this to be rushed. Yeah. Versus like, um, so I talk about this a little bit later on in my notes, but. Princewell's rush fee is like $25 for one to two items or $45 for three to five. I always do it rush. Do I necessarily need it rushed? No, not always. But it's such a small fee that I'm like to have this guaranteed here by a certain date makes me feel better because if for any reason there is a printing error, I have more time Time to to respond. yeah. Yeah, to respond to that. So like twenty five to forty five dollars, not enough to discourage me from doing it. Yeah.
1: If it was a hundred percent, then you're like, Well oh, Yeah. If <laughs>
0: yeah. I if I had to pay double or even half, or even like to be honest, if I had to pay seventy five, I wouldn't do it.
1: Yeah. Well it's like it's like two day shipping versus ground for me when it comes to yeah. like small things you know it's like two day shipping you're like oh well I know it's going to be here in two days whereas ground can take anywhere from like three to ten you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's it's that like that um
0: it's like a peace of mind
1: yeah it is it's totally like peace of mind fee I absolutely agree with that yeah it's funny how often we choose that when we can
0: yeah totally so we actually asked our listeners to submit how they treat rush projects So that we could not only discuss what we do, but also the successful options that other printers do. I think, and Mariah has already said this, so we both agree. The most important thing (laughs) is that you do what feels right and works best for you. That's 100% what you should do. Whatever feels right to you. The first reply that we received said, if we can accommodate the job during normal business hours, then there is no additional fee. And I love that. That's a totally valid approach. And I will occasionally do this if my calendar is very empty and all of the materials other than the plates are on hand. I'll usually only add like $55 for the overnight shipping of the plates because that's it costs me $50 and Stripe charges me a fee process payments so i just add an additional five dollars but um now that my calendar is more busy taking on rush orders just means more than fitting them into like my empty days and brushing plates overnight so based upon like everyone's replies and what mariah and i do uh we kind of gathered that there's sort of three different approaches that you can take to having a rush fee so The first one is that you could do a flat fee that will just apply to any and all rush jobs. Um, a lot of people who do this and replied, uh, to us said that they have their rush order fee at $150 plus any additional shipping charges that are incurred. So that would include like plates and paper and stuff like that.
1: It does seem a little difficult to track. That is my initial like thought, like, I do feel like you would probably end up eating some of those costs accidentally. Um, if you're super tight on your bookkeeping and billing your clients, then like probably not the case. But for me, I know for a fact that I would be like, oh, I totally forgot this like $50 rush fee from wherever. You know, like yeah. that seems like for me, it would be difficult, but to each their own. Um, and yeah.
0: I agree. And I this is where I put in the note about Princewell where um, yeah. obviously with Letterpress, like. 25 or 45 dollars would be far too low to expedite something because there's just so much setup that goes into it yeah. and no matter what you're bumping something major off of your calendar even if it's just admin work because of how much time projects take also um, for
1: ordering plates like if you're doing foil or letterpress you're going to require a plate being made and rushing that in addition to rushing rushing the production is a whole different ball game than what princewell is offering
0: yeah absolutely so yeah. um Just as a consumer, I wouldn't be discouraged by the $150 fee. And I'm not saying that that should be the goal of your rush fee is to discourage people. I just think that there are a lot of times where people don't actually need something rushed. And I know this because I am one of those people. I have overnighted (laughs) a lot of things that have just sat in my shop for days before I touch them. Um sometimes things just don't actually need to be rushed and you can always tell when they do and when they don't by how much money they're willing to drop on it totally yes uh the next approach is that you could do a percentage this is probably by far the most common common response that we got yeah so a lot of people go with a range 20 i would say 20 to 25 percent was the most common but There were quite a few who went up to 40% of the total invoice. There were a few who said 50%, which is what I do personally. Mm -hmm. And then um, a couple people mentioned that they actually tier their percentage based on how quickly it's needed. So if the client just needs it, um, and this is probably more so for design and printing, 'Cause I think they had mentioned like if they need it within three to four weeks, which sounds like design and printing. Yeah. Um, it would be a fifty percent. But if they need it in like a few days, it's a hundred percent. So double the total invoice.
1: Um so and I, I have think done that's this. totally fair. Yeah. I have yeah. done this um kind of method mostly because there are certain things that I can do in a couple of days that require me to do something in-house that I would normally outsource, which takes my actual time, whereas, like, if it's a week, then I can still outsource that thing. So I think that for, you know, everyone is going to have a different, you know, response, but I do think that there's a time and a place for, like, that higher level of rush fee. Um, I definitely think there's situations where that applies, Um, and I I also think that a lot of people had that kind of stance is, like, you know, option three. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. I'm kind of even just thinking of a project I printed recently where there was an invitation that had about 150 pieces. Then there was three different versions of the weekend events cards.
1: Mm-hmm. And they
0: each had some division of 150, right? Like one only needed 25, one needed whatever, yep. one needed whatever. Yeah. Um but then the RSVP card needed to be digitally printed. Can you believe that I cut paper, mixed ink, printed four different cards in a fraction of the time that it took to digitally print those RSVP cards?
1: <laughs> I can because <laughs> it's so wild. Like... The setup and breakdown of letterpress is obviously where a lot of our expense comes in. But dude, sometimes those digital printers are just like 12 times the headache. Like they deserve a rush fee more often than letterpress does.
0: (laughs) Well, it just goes back to your point that if I had the time, I would have outsourced that. I would have outsourced that because Mm -hmm. I know that, um, you know, my printer, it's just slow. Like that's just how it prints.
1: Well, and if you and, have to babysit it and, and yeah, yeah, you he, do he freaking piece into it. Exactly. I know like yeah. that all of a sudden is like 12 times the amount of your physical time than just outsourcing the print job, you know, like, yeah, it, it, oh man, I'm getting yeah. tired. So that, but, <laughs> but that, that is
0: definitely something to consider. Like if you are bringing something in-house that you would typically outsource, even if it's like edge painting or something like that like let's say that's something you outsource I know yeah. you and I don't we do it in-house
1: yeah but
0: it's not something that you do often so you have to be like digging out your supplies and remembering how to properly mix the
1: going and getting new paints and yeah going yeah, new all of those things
0: yeah it's yeah it's so much stuff and um it can really add up quickly so I agree with you that depending on what's being asked increasing the percentage. Um, Actually, that is kind of the third option. So first option was a flat fee. Second option was a percentage. And then the third option was basing it on the project parameters. So that means that, like, let's say if you have a pricing sheet that you send out to clients, you would probably put something like rush orders um, accepted accepted and quoted on a per project basis. So you Mm -hmm. wouldn't actually have like, whereas the top version would say rush orders, $150 fee plus uh, shipping charges or the percentage 50% of total invoice. Um, This one would be kind of like a quote on project basis option. And it makes sense because here's the thing. If like, I think back to that first option, $150 and then the project that I just printed how much $150 would not have accommodated that rush fee because there was four letterpress printed cards plus a digitally printed card, which required color matching. So that means that you have to do like a few runs to make sure that the CMYK value is matching your letterpressing. So that's a lot more work than somebody just asking for 105 by sevens. so whether it's the overall quantity, how many pieces are in the order, the number of colors that are being printed, like a lot of those are factoring and how are going to affect how much time this project is going to take you. And yeah, so if you're choosing this, I would just recommend that you set some guidelines for yourself. Like maybe it's seventy five to one hundred dollars for every print run. So if like a if there's four cards, that's four hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, I like that. Um yeah I also feel like you know like you you're talking about like okay so maybe it's only for these paper colors and this print method and this service offering you know like it doesn't have to be for everything like kind of looping back to Princewell a little bit like the they have that like flat rate fee for one to two items or three to five but it doesn't it's not applicable to all of their offerings right like you can't do I think double thick and you can't do like die cutting that kind of thing so right and kind of based on the project parameters in that way. Whereas like, you know, if you're going to, if somebody comes to you with like, I need this job, uh, it's just one color letterpress on a, a stock that you keep on hand. Like, Obviously, that's yeah. a fairly easy answer. But if they're like, oh, well, I need this custom color and this custom shape and this color, like this, you know, duplexed blah, blah, blah. Then like all of a sudden, you know, you can for every one of those things, you could even add a fee, you know, like for every additional like process and every additional like customization, you know, um, there's a lot of room for that to grow depending on what the person wants. Um but you'd also have to kind of have an like you would have to know right out the gate what they need and how like and what it is. Um there'd be no like room for an initial quote of $75 that all of a sudden becomes like 500, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why it helps knowing like ahead of time what you would want to do because you can just like appropriately make decisions. So for me, One of the things is I haven't sent out like an updated pricing sheet to my clients in a while. I have like a fixed pricing sheet that I use, just haven't had the time to make it look pretty. Um, But on there, I would put like the 50% fee. And to me, that feels good because I don't want clients to think that I'm charging them 50%, but I'm charging someone else 20%. Like, no, like everyone's paying 50% if they want it rushed. Yeah. Um, The only time that they don't pay 50% is if my calendar is totally open. And then I just don't consider it rush. Like I'm not going to charge them less of a fee just because like it's less of an inconvenience. Yeah. It's just considered not rushed then.
1: Yeah. I mean, what we're talking about here is really just having like understanding your boundaries and having a policy in place. Yes. And just sticking to it. Um, I yes. mean, I think I think the general consensus from what I gathered um, is a pain in the ass fee. And that is like every single response we've had has had some level of that. Like a lot of people, you know, of course, are like, oh, I charge this, period. But. I think all of us are going to have this exception, right? Where like if you have a client who reaches out and they're like, oh my gosh, Jillian, I'm so sorry. I need this like next week. I need it in this amount of time. It's your, it's within your like rush window, right? But they have their artwork ready. It's standard stock. They have all the information ready to go. They respond to your emails promptly. They pay their invoice immediately. Like, boom. There's no need for a pain in the ass fee. If your calendar had time and all of that, but like that is not always the case. And if some, like if a client comes to you and says they need something last second, but they don't respond to your emails right away, they don't answer the questions that you ask them. Like they answer four out of the five questions and you still have to respond with another email to get that last bit of information. Like then, you know, add that pay in the ass fee on there and you know, do what you <laughs> need to do to protect your sanity. <laughs> or, you know, if you know this person and you know they're like this or they've tried to book this with you previously, but never got around to it. And now it's in the rush window. Like that's your time to be like, all right, so this is going to be a hundred percent of the original invoice. And I think that most people seem to respond that that was kind of the stance. Like if it fits in our schedule, we'll do it. Maybe they have a fee and play a policy in place. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't. If it doesn't fit in our schedule or you're crazy, I am not going to worry about it. And here's a hundred percent of the invoice uh, to just hopefully steer you away. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. And again, going back to my very first point is like, when you've really thought about this stuff and you decide what amount of money is worth, what is going to happen when you take on this project, Mm -hmm. and that is all set in stone, and you could just shoot off a quick email, then it is not a burden to you to even take on this project if they say yes, because you've already thought about this price, you have already, you know, made these decisions. And then if they really need it quickly, and they're willing to pay double the price for it, then great girlfriend, you just got Go get that bag. Pro- yeah, you got paid two <laughs> projects for a
1: price of
0: like yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So, um, yeah, there have been times where I've said to Mariah, I was like, I just had a thousand dollar day because this project's invoice was a thousand dollars, and I literally did all of its production in one day.
1: I know, and that it's, feels good. Yeah, it's amazing to have that like have that moment and have it all work out well, but. Then you have those days where you're up till two in the morning packing the stupid order or you're like sprinting into UPS the five minutes before they'll like pick up for overnight shipping. Like those days to me are not usually worth it um, or at least they're not anymore. They were at one point. But yeah,
0: I would I would say hitting the shipping deadline for UPS is probably the most stressful part of the whole process at this point. <laughs> totally. I know I can get to my UPS in like four and a half minutes and there have been times where I've left my house at four and a half minutes before and like walked in Ugh. and the truck is just still being like just about to close its doors and I'm like wait take one more.
1: My anxiety levels cannot handle that anymore. I just yeah. am no longer built that way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah but like I said I feel comfortable and you know I... Struggle with asking people for money. It is something Mm. that I just, you know, I could go to all the therapy in the world and I think I will still always struggle when asking people for high amounts of money. And the rush projects that I've done recently have been very large projects. And so 50% of their invoice is a lot of money. Yeah. And I always feel like a little icky sending out those invoices. But I never feel icky by the time I'm shipping out the job. It is exactly the amount of money I should have been paid because letterpress is a bitch sometimes. Yeah. And usually when you're rushing, it is an extra bitch.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, like, even if at the end of the project, you still feel like, I really, that wasn't that big of a deal. Like, I probably shouldn't have asked for that much. I guarantee if you actually sat down and crunched the numbers for what it costs, labor-wise with any rush shipping and all of that like I bet you good money that it would actually be a fair price like whatever it is you're thinking your rate is like I guarantee you that whatever your rate is and no matter how easy that one job might be like it is actually like you made up this policy for a reason it's not like you're just willy-nilly like throwing some price tag on something just to be ridiculous like there is a reason that we charge all of these rates. There is a reason why your rush fee is more, and whether that is just your hourly uh, wage that you quote unquote pay yourself, or maybe you actually pay yourself depending on your business structure. Like that labor alone, that mental capacity, that time answering those stupid emails, that time putting together that invoice, um, all of the time, you know, finding the vendor who can do this in that amount of time that you need. All of those things add up, and you know, it's it's all justified. Even if you managed to get it done in less time than you thought. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 And I will say, I know for me personally, no, like I feel like nobody has thought about their pricing more than I have. Like I have calculated and recalculated and blah, blah, blah. And it's always, I try to do it at the advantage of my clients because I don't want to, I don't want them to feel gouged. But at the same time, I also know that I never just guess if a client send me sends me like a proof form that has their Pantone image in it. And then I look at the Pantone and I'm like, ooh, this is actually much more of an orangey pink than what they showed their client. I'm going to send them an email. If I start printing something and I notice it's, you know, not looking that great, I'm going to send them an email. When I am done printing, I will go through every single one of those and make sure they look good. And if I am short on ones that will look good, I will go back down to my press and print some more,
1: even mm-hmm. if that means
0: cutting more paper, which is the bane of my existence, if you can't yeah. tell, because I brought it up like 50 times. <laughs> um, but like, I know that I take really good care of my clients. And that care takes a lot of time and emotion. Like, I yeah. get emotional Mental energy yeah. over jobs. So, that is factored into the price. And so, therefore, like, now that I've already thought about the price, the pricing structure is already established. I've already thought about my rush fees, even though I get that kind of like, ooh, feeling when I'm sending out an invoice. A little cringy. Yeah. A little cringy. I know it's right and I don't second guess it. It's just like, here it is. This is the price for it. Take it or leave it. Yeah. (laughs) And they usually take it because they know I'm going to get it to them on time and they know I'm going to get it to them looking good.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, the last thing I'll say is that I, you know, I hope everyone listening when you do get these requests, you remember that this is your business and it is your life. Someone else's lack of planning is not your emergency, like we said, and you shouldn't feel pressured to like reduce your rate or even take on that rush job if it is not for you at that moment. Like it's completely okay to say no. It is completely okay to offer them whatever rate is acceptable to you. They can take it, leave it. They can go to their local FedEx and get things printed if they really need something and they don't want to pay your price. Like they there are yeah. other options out there. Like you're not responsible for, you know, making sure that to accommodate this random request. And you know, if you want to assuage some guilt, that you might feel which you shouldn't but if you do we all we all go through this right like you could always have suggestions or referrals for companies who might be able to help um even if they can't just having that list and being like hey you might try reaching out to so and so um they've been able to accommodate something like this in the past for me like that alone could be your out you know like mm-hmm. you you know you could have these kind of options on the back burner to give people if you don't want to take it on or if they don't want to pay your price um, but seriously, you have to protect your timeline and your timeline of your other projects, your mental health and your pocketbook and your client, this person with this rush job is never going to think about those things for you. It's up to you to decide whether or not it's worth it. So yeah, that's it.
0: I love it. Um, well, I really appreciate everyone who replied to our Instagram question. Yeah. Um, cause we got some really good, uh, feedback and some good conversations going in our DMS. And I love that. I love hearing what other people do and, and bringing that to the pod because you and I have a lot of discussions about how we're going to do things. So sometimes we do things a little bit similarly. So it's really refreshing to see all these different perspectives come in. And if you didn't see our little question there, and you want to continue in on the conversation conversation, you know, it's not over, feel free to come on over to Instagram, there's going to be a post for this episode. Um, This is a space for professionals for printers. So, you know, feel free to talk about what your policy is, or what policy you're considering, ask people questions, you know, the people who are charging flat rates versus percentages, you know, if they're posting on there, ask them, like, how has that felt for you after the fact because I think that's really important I think we think a lot about how we feel before sending out the invoice yes and we don't really think about how we feel after and I know for a fact the jobs where I either haven't charged a fee or I've charged a very low fee I am packing up that box thinking I was not paid enough to do this like this was not worth my time yeah
1: or I broke even yeah like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah if you're lucky. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's all about, you know, how you feel at the end of the day. Like, even if you think like, oh man, I'm sending out this really big invoice. Like it really probably doesn't need to be that much. Again, like if you really think that and you get this job done and you mail it out and you feel that way, I would love for you to just go and actually add up all the time you spent doing everything for that project and see, you know, and all the rush fees and anything else, like any other projects you had to push off, you know, like I want you to actually do that math because I guarantee you, you're probably still not charging a much enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is pricing
1: in general, but still. Um, Yeah. I loved hearing everyone's feedback. It's I also, I especially loved all the people who were like, boom, here's my policy. Like, no questions no like variables just like this is it i was like yes (laughs) these people are these people are on it and i love that um but yeah it's been really fun having these great conversations with all of you so hopefully um we can continue to do that and uh yeah see you see all over on the gram
0: yeah hot at hot off the press pod is where you can find us and if you want to send us an email uh with a reply you always can or if you have another topic similar to this that you want to suggest to us something that you want us to pull the crowd and yeah, the you know, get some yeah ask the audience we'll get some feedback on you could send that request to hello at hotoffthepresspodcast.com and yeah this episode was fun I love it now I'm like does anyone need a rush order I'm ready, I'm
1: ready I know for you. I. I know it's funny like when you have paper on hand and you like have a little time in your calendar you're like I could do that and then inevitably you have like one rush order job and then when you're busiest I feel like that's when everyone wants things right now you know (laughs) yeah so I'm sure we'll sure we'll have more of these in the future and I can't wait to uh circle back to this conversation later awesome
0: well thanks guys we will see you next week Bye. bye